This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to another episode of Tide Chasers Podcast. I'm Dan. We have my co-host Qua across the way. I'll get him to say hi here shortly, but basically we are going to introduce another killer guest from a different part of the fishing world than we've had a chance to speak with so far. So we're really excited to talk to him. Uh, basically, it's same, same old, same old, right? You can find us at Tide Chasers Podcast on Facebook, at Tide underscore Chasers on Instagram. We have our bio, in our bio, we have the links where you can find us on all the podcast platforms. We're also on Waypoint TV, which you will find on a lot of your smart TVs uh, preloaded these days as an app. So with further, without further ado, my, my guest across, the, my, uh, my co-host across the way, Kwa. Welcome, Kwa. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? Another day, another podcast. Yeah, man, this is gonna be a good one. I'm excited. You you got it. You got to do a little fishing today, and you saw some some pretty special fish out there, right? Yeah, I definitely did. It was flat out, so we pretty much dragged the flat skiff out front. I ran around, chased pods and pods of bunker, miles and miles of bunker, looking for that, you know, that elusive New Jersey cobia. Yeah, I didn't find that fish, but I found everything else. Ran into a like a 200 pound thresher, beating the crap out of the bunker. She was massive. And then, lo and behold, cruising along the pod as I was cru- we were cruising down real slow to sides, just looking to see if we see any cobia. Nice golden bull red rolled up. She nice. Just, she just floated out of the deep, came up about three feet, where she was just cruising. She didn't want to bother nothing. I pitched a fly at her, and she just nudged it and just looked at it and just turned away. And then it broke my heart. She was she was like. 45 inches plus man Ugh. this is the first jersey one i've ever seen like i've seen them my whole life like bulls florida north carolina i've seen them my whole life but like uh, like the the golden jersey red it's it it's it's a 
No, a whole nother world, man. A thing I, of beauty, thing of beauty, right? Yeah, a whole thing of beauty. Man. That's but, like um, that's like a, a dream for you. There, you were right up against like another man. You're just running into all your dream fishing like the, the last couple of weeks. But I have but enough about us, right? So we're going to introduce our guest today. It is going to be Brandon Smith from Flood Tide Media. Welcome, Brandon. We're so happy to have you on today. What's going on, gentlemen? I'm really excited to be here. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, man. Hey, listen. We, we like to cover all angles of the fishing world, and your angle's different because you're getting all the angles, right? You're getting all the pictures, all the video, all the good content. So you're the, sure. you're the kind of guy that's going to make us all look really good. That, I mean, that's the goal, ultimately, <laughs> you know. At the end of the day, if you look good doing it, that's a majority of the battle. You can get skunked all you want, but if you look pretty good when you're posting on the internet, then hey, that, that's a big enough win for me. Yeah, man, you, you 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 don't get into the sunrise photos, right? You're just you're doing all the, uh, the the killer fishing edits and all the killer fishing videos. I've seen a lot of your content, and I gotta say, I'm impressed. I'm so happy to have you on here because I appreciate it's, that. It's a, it's a very different uh, very different angle for us, and it's it's just part of the part of the whole picture, right? So yeah, definitely, little, definitely. Give us a little background on yourself and what you do in the fishing community because obviously all of our listeners aren't going to know who you are, but they will after today. So for sure. Yeah. So as you said, my name is Brandon Smith. I own flood tide media. Um, I actually got into, we'll say shooting in the fishing industry through tackle direct. I was with them full time on the sales team uh, a few years back, like 2014 to 2015 era. Uh, at that time I moved on to a different career, which actually a side note, flood tide media and tackle direct is kind of my side gig, I guess you could say, uh, in my full-time life, I'm life, I'm actually a police officer, um, here in Ocean City, New Jersey. So when I'm not doing that is when I'm trying to get as much done, uh, you know, with flood tide and TD as I can, all while trying to juggle, of course, my family life and everything else. Um, but when I was with Tackle Direct doing the sales thing, there were little opportunities here where I would kind of slip in and take some videos or some photos and through tackle direct it just kind of evolved and my role with them changed dramatically i got away from sales completely um next thing i know i'm traveling to shows with them shooting product videos with guys to get stuck on on the water with reps from different companies and brands to uh, pro staffers of ours just shooting content for email social media all that kind of thing so um yeah, like like I said, it's kind of my part-time thing, which is may seem a little odd, but it works out perfectly. My, my full-time job allows my part-time life and my rock star of a wife uh, awards me the opportunity to be able to do this as well. So I can't thank her enough. So it works out. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the opportunities we get from our, uh, our better halves is uh... – is we got to make the most of them, right? Because like you yes. don't get a lot. <laughs> we, we, I, I know all too well. Like it's like, and we got we, three kids under yeah. four, so it's 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 tough. But she she definitely gives me the opportunity to do these kind of things more often than I probably deserve, and I can't thank her enough for it. And it allows me to be here with you guys and you know talk about what what I get to do out there uh, on the water. So. Yeah, Kwai and I have talked about doing like a, uh, a fishing fishing wives podcast, just kind of having a chat with some of the wives. So Heck maybe yeah. she'll be a good one for us to talk to down the road. There you go. Yeah, definitely. Let me know. So 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 with that being said, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you so 
you weren't always into the video and, and camera side of things. It was just some more of a passion that you had, you saw an opportunity with, with TD and, uh, and it just took off from there. Is it something you've always been interested in? Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, my mom was always in the cameras and she had a couple of nice ones through the years with your 35 millimeter. And then when digital cameras started, we were using floppy disks and shoving them in the camera and I would always take her camera and mess with it. Um, and then just, you know, kind of moving through the years, I played tournament paintball at one point for a long time. And I bought a video camera because I wanted to record some of that and take some photos of that. And it just kind of evolved. And next thing you know, I'm buying my first GoPro that I'm super pumped about taking videos and stuff here and there. And when I got into Tackle Direct, I would see things like videos that were shot or photos that were taken and the people that are coming to do it for us and thinking, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm in house. I can do that. Like, let me play with it a little bit. So I would, and I'd show it to the managers and the guys around the shop and be like, hey man, look, this is pretty good, right? And they're like, yeah. And I think they kind of realized I had a knack for it or, or maybe a passion for it. And we're like, let's give this dude a shot. Let's, let's take him to a show. And it just snowballed from there. The next thing I know, I'm getting flown all over the place. Like I have reps hitting me up on the side, not even through Tackle Direct for work. And it, it's gotten to be to where I am now. So just like a slow evolution from childhood, just always – not doing it a ton but doing it enough to where over the years it just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew and so now it's like i don't like leaving the house without my camera so yeah it's it's become your uh your your right hand man at this point when you're out yes there. sir so so uh, basically so your driving force for joining the media side of the fishing world was simply an opportunity that you saw while you were working at, at TD. It wasn't anything more than that. You, you didn't, you didn't go into that job thinking, Hey, listen, I want to be, I want to film fishing. I want to film. I want to take pictures of you guys. It's just, it's just something that was an opportunity you saw and you jumped on it. Exactly. And once that door opened and I walked, I walked through it and things snowballed the way they did. That's when I realized I was like, dude, I love doing this. Like, I love fishing. We all do. Right. Sure. I love going out. I love catching fish, but there's just something about to me being able to say, be on a bass boat when my buddy Reese Hudson is absolutely demolishing smallmouth in thousand islands and seeing how happy he is and being able to capture that for him and then see his reaction. Once he sees the videos and photos, just as an example, there was just something about that, that I like so much. And it's a blast. And the people you meet, the gear you get to use that you probably otherwise wouldn't buy, you know, the places you get to go, it just, the way it snowballed, it drew me in and I have no plan on getting away from it anytime soon if I don't have to. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like, like when you get to see back what, even on, on a smaller level, what your buddies capture while you're out fishing together. Like, right. like for example, I think a couple of years ago, um, I think it was like, uh, end of 2018, I was out fishing with my buddy, Michael Callie, and we were out on the, uh, the point pleasant, uh, jetty there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But was that, we were out there. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden I'm on the jetty and a wave crashes over top of me and I get lost in the wave and he captured that picture. And it's still like one yeah. of the coolest things I've seen. And yeah. it's like, it's amazing what, what, what you can see from somebody else or that the perspective you get from somebody else's vision. So sure. I always appreciate that. Like when I see some of your content, I'm like, man, like he was in the perfect spot to capture that at the right time. And it's just amazing. Yep. Like it, it, like it's, there's, there's gotta be a lot of luck involved, but obviously you've, 
you've gotten to the point where you know something's about to happen and you get set up. So, now, right. Now there's definitely, I'm oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead. It's definitely, Not, that, yeah, there's definitely, luck definitely is huge. But I think my advantage is knowing fishing. Like, I know how to catch my mouth or I know how to do this and the other thing. So, like, when you're doing it, you're anticipating what's going to happen because you know what's going to about to happen or what could potentially happen. So then you got that chance to set up in the right spot, get out of the way, get into the right area and just wait. And that's helped me. That's helped me a lot. Um, And I think that's very important in any, anything like say even sport, like a professional sports photographer, a guy who goes out and shoots soccer games, right? Like, I don't know anything about soccer. If I went and shoot, shot a soccer game, I might do okay. But the guy who knows the game of soccer is going to be able to do a way better job because he's sure. going to be able to anticipate what's going on and, you know, be able to make those adjustments. So I think that definitely helps, especially in this case, you know, get some of the images I'm able to get. It's just anticipation and knowing what could potentially happen or what's going to happen. So I can't even imagine like what it's like to be in your shoes. Cause right. We, we as anglers, we're always doing our best to try and prevent spot burning and everything else. And, you yeah. not only you are from a different perspective trying to capture another angler without right. doing that i can't even imagine like the stress that's involved in that because i we all know how that goes spot burning is yeah. like the cardinal sin and yep. and you're doing it for a big you know a big online retailer that has also a storefront and such and it's right. got to be stressful i got i'd imagine it's stressful at times it, it is so you know a lot of times to me like the style of photos i like to take like i like things that are closer up right because i think it just shows a cooler perspective than your wide wide photo with just a small center subject so if i'm able to like zoom in a little bit say say as an example and get like you and your fish and the whole background's blurred or use my camera and its capabilities to put the angler and the fish or the gear or whatever it may be in that instance in focus and blur that background that helps now there's also times where we'll go and shoot like uh, I'll use I use Dan Schaefer as an example. I've shot with Dan a few times. Um, where we'll go and do like sheepshead stuff, and we don't want to burn any of his stuff. He'll be like, "Let's go here instead of there," because I don't mind showing this, but I don't want to show that. Sure. And you'll do something like that, or even like it, there will be instances where I'll recognize it, and the angler may not. And I'll be like, "Yo, switch spots with me." let me, let me get over there or let me go from here. So we don't see this, you right. know? So it's, it's, you gotta be heads up a lot. Um, and it, I think the responsibility kind of falls on everybody, but I kind of like to take it on myself to be cognizant of what's going on. So I can let the angler focus on what they're doing and not have to worry about, Oh, what, am I showing the giant water tower behind right. me? Like, I'll, let me take care of that. Right. And it's, it's tricky you know, every, especially when you're fishing or, uh, you know, shooting so many different forms of fishing, it, it's tricky going from setting to setting, but it's one of those, it's all part of like the pre-planning process. Like you just think about where you're going to be, how you want to do it. And then once you get there, make the little adjustments and just make it happen. So. Yeah. I, I get a lot of people asking me like, how, how do you manage to keep, you know, landmarks out of your photos? And I say, you know, it's, it's really, it's really just a, it's, it's a game, right? So you're, you got to set up at uh, the way I do it is I set up at a low, lower angle and shoot upward. Mm-hmm. So the sky's sure. behind me more than a landmark, whether I'm on a right. boat or whatever it may be. 
Now you're in, you're in situations where someone else is taking your picture and you can't account for whatever, everything they're getting. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, like for, yeah. for and a perfect example is we went out with a buddy of mine um, two weeks ago who runs a charter bit, who has a, who's a, a charter captain. And mm-hmm. um, we, we got, we got into a couple nice fish like sheep's head, but it was in a, it was in an area where we didn't want to, we didn't want to film anything. So, you know, we got pictures. However, you know, these pictures, you haven't seen them because we haven't posted them because we're right. We've gone on the other end of things and gotten more uh, on the, uh, on the, uh, where we're trying to scale back as much exposure on those fish in particular, because we care about them. But it's just one of those things, whereas you, as the angler, you know, you got to kind of, if you're filming yourself, you got to set up the perspective yourself. And I always do it angled upwards. So the sky's behind me which mm-hmm. presents a whole different set of uh, yeah. challenges with the sun and lighting and everything else. But I found for, sure. for me in my travels, I'm always fishing alone for the most part. Right. That's been my best way. Um, now, how yeah, often I think it you... circles back like yeah. to your shooter, knowing what you're doing right from doing that. You know what I mean? Like you hire, say a random photographer who's going to come on your boat for the day and shoot a bunch of stuff. They're not thinking about that. Yeah. They may not know about that and that's fine because it's just not what they're into. But when you have somebody behind the lens who has that mindset, like, Hey, I wouldn't want him burning me here. Yeah. Let me do this to make the adjustment. It ends up working out. So that's cool. And a lot of those good guys, a lot of those good captains and everything, they're like, listen, if I burn the spot, I burn the spot. I'm going to catch fish someplace. Right. I know this place. And you know, yeah. I, I get it. I understand that mindset. I, I, we had it, we had it, we talked to a captain that said, you know, fish have tails and no homes. And that's going to stick with me because it just makes sense. Like, listen, you could be fishing a, a great bite today and the same conditions tomorrow don't produce that same bite. So, yeah, exactly. you know, that that's, that's part of the, the, uh, the argument that you hear a lot against the whole spot burning thing. Well, you know, the fish may not be here tomorrow, but, but as we well, know, certain fish come to certain areas, time in time out year after year to part of their migratory trajectory. And sure. we just kind of got to, be sensitive to that so now obviously we we talked about your main gig uh, as being a a police officer obviously you know we we appreciate your service there and uh want you to stay safe out there because i I know that's a more so more so more so recently than not but yeah for sure uh, how often are you filming specific projects and what's a typical day in your world look like when you're filming so it's kind of there's i mean my schedule as far as like filming is kind of all over the place um and it's all based on when events are, when we can get uh, reps to come in and bring certain product, if we have product on hand yet or not. Um, so in that aspect, it's kind of all over the place. And the typical day is, is normally, I mean, it varies as well. It depends what we're doing. Um, a lot of times we try and shoot on the water as much as we can, because to me, it's the best venue to get out, especially if you can get out and show the product being used for, you know, its intended purpose. So a lot of times it's, it's, you know, get up early, get to the boat, you know, get out, start prepping gear, start to kind of game plan what you're going to do and go from there. But everything is just super situational, which is another thing I kind of like about it. Like no two shoots are the same. You know, I could run down to Scotty Seven's boat, like I said, six blocks away from me, jump on and, we'll film Northeast Jigco baits all night or something. And then I can be up at two in the morning going 80 miles offshore with Adrian Avino to do deep drop sword. 
And those days are going to be completely different. My camera setup is going to be different. You know, how many, how much stuff I'm bringing is going to be different. So I can't like, it's kind of tough to describe a typical day. Um, it's normally just really organized chaos and it's pretty spontaneous, but again, that's, that's what I like about it. You know, it keeps it, keeps things interesting for me at least. Um, but yeah, like it's, uh, <laughs> I wish I had a better, you know, a more consistent answer. It's just, uh, it's different. It's different. Like last week I was in thousand islands, we were doing smallmouth, and, you know, I'm running a single camera. I, I have my, my mirrorless. That's it. I had a GoPro that I was clipping in my hat every once in a while, like if I picked up a rod, but you know, if I were doing that and then if I were going to go say with, uh, you know, just out in the back bay here to shoot St. Croix rods, which we've done right here behind ocean city before with Alex May from St. Croix, I'd set up my camera real nice on the tripod, have my nice HD monitor on top, a couple sets of mics that we're going to clip onto people. So it's just constantly, constantly varied. And I, you know, I think that's what keeps it, keeps it interesting. I'm not doing the same thing every time, which I really like. No, that, that's, hey, the, the typical, the typical day is that there are no typical days. So that, right. that, that's a good thing. Listen, we all yeah. get in the, uh, we all get in the doldrums of uh, the day in and day out stuff and having something like yeah. that that challenges you every single day, sometimes multiple times in the same day is, is great. I, I, can't, I sure. can't argue that. Now, do you have a preference as far as like when you're, do you have a preference shooting freshwater over saltwater or certain fisheries over certain fisheries? Is there, do you have something where you're like, man, I cannot wait to film this. I cannot wait to film this. This is what I've been waiting for. What would that be for you? So, oh, if I had to choose, I'm going to take freshwater over saltwater. And I'll tell you why. So I grew up, I grew up in New Jersey my entire life. I'm surrounded by saltwater. It's what I know best. It's what I've done the most of. But for some reason, and, you know, it's, who knows what it could be. The action in freshwater is obviously a lot more prominent than the action in saltwater in most cases. Like, you can go out and troll around for tuna all day long and not get a bite. Right. We could go freshwater. We can go down to, you know, northeast Maryland in the upper Chesapeake Bay, hammer on smallmouth all day long or, or on largemouth all day long. And have a ton of opportunities to shoot different things so i think i personally have more fun from time to time in on the freshwater side but in the same breath on the saltwater side when you do end up getting into the fish like last year's white marlin open we'll use as an example when you have a four and a half hour fight where a guy's tied up to a 273 and a half pound swordfish that you end up boating and hauling back to ocean city maryland that's just there's nothing that's going to top that you know so you know in the overall grand scheme of things i think i like freshwater just i don't know why i, I like it better it's just constant you know so you're choosing in this instance you're choosing quantity over quality yes and in i the don't simplest form why. it's quantity over quality yeah and i that's think okay. you don't you don't want to say it's because it's like a guaranteed product like i'm guaranteed to get shots sure but there's a pretty high chance I'm going to go out and I'm going to get some pretty cool shots of some freshwater fish. Hey, Whereas like hedging your yeah. bet. I get it. Right. Get right. It. But those moments where you do get your saltwater bites, your big saltwater bites or your, your heavy saltwater action, you know, those days are, those days are few, more few and far between, but incredibly hard to beat. Right. You know, and I've had those days 
where I wish I could relive these days because I had so much fun. I got so much cool content. It's like, oh my God, I want to go back and do that again because, you know, you have those afterthoughts. I wish I did this. I wish I did that. But, you know, I'll, I'll take the fresh over the salt for now. That's okay. Hopefully this fall changes my mind. Maybe next week will change my mind. Next week's white ball and open again. So, so you're, you're going to be filming that too, this coming this year as well? I am, yeah. So I'll be back on the Jersey Boy with uh, Captain Adrian being on the Jersey Boy crew, uh, who I kind of touched on a few minutes ago. But last year we um, we fished the tournament and ended up winning a big fish overall in the tournament and big fish overall for the small boat category, which was that swordfish. It was 273 and a half pounds and it paid out $375,000. So just, just like we went out the first day and caught not we didn't even i don't even think we had a bite we might have had one we were deep dropping we were deep dropping for swordfish and you know trying to find that mixed in uh big eye and i think we might have had a bite the first day second day is when we got that swordfish and it was just one of the wildest days fishing what i've ever been a part of, uh been a part of it was it was insane you know you're 98 nautical miles from the Ocean City, Maryland buoy. Ocean City, Maryland is where the weigh-in was. You had to be within 100 miles of that buoy. So we're pushing the threshold. You know, uh, Kyle Gagliardi, the angler on that fish, he he hooked it about 11 a.m. And it was finally boated right around 4. Or maybe it was like 11.30 to 4.30, something like that. And uh, we kind of realized what time it was and said, hey, you know, weigh-in ended at 8 p.m we got to go and luckily that day the great atlantic here was a was like a pond adrian pushed that boat as hard as it would go and we made the way in by about a little over a half hour wow um and ended up getting that fish in so that it was everything about that day you know up until 11 o'clock was we caught a big eye early it wasn't huge but it was a good fish so that kind of got the guys amped up a little bit um it was nice to have some blood on the deck and then hooked into the swordfish and as soon as we you know as soon as it was hooked we saw the fish it, it came to the surface and we all kind of lost our minds we were like oh, oh my gosh we know what's happening right now and uh the second time it surfaced is when we really got to see how big it was and that's when it kind of got serious it was like all right we got to boat this thing got the thing in the boat and everybody just went nuts it was very long day it was like 2 a.m till i think it was midnight by the time we got back to cape may to south jersey marina where the boats kept and but it was worth every single tiring minute because it was an experience I will never forget. And I, it's going to be very hard to top. That, so, that's, that's a story for the grandkids there for sure, man. Oh my goodness. Uh, if we can mimic that next week, <laughs> I, I'll just be done. I'll be like, you know what, but this is it. I'm going to end on a high note. And just yeah. That's incredible. Take pictures of my kids from here on out. I, I don't know. I don't know how we go into anything else past that, but we'll, we'll try. Yeah. <laughs> we got so some other be... things we can talk about that are <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. As we all know, like there's varying opportunities when it comes to shooting your, your fishing, uh, whether it be uh, your cell phone cameras, the GoPros, mm -hmm. um, varying film, you know, the, the quality of the, the filming. It's just gotten better on everything, whether it be a cell sure. phone camera or, or your GoPro. Mm -hmm. Now, how would you go about um, kind of giving some advice to your average beginner angler using a cell phone or GoPro to get the best content out of that, that device? without spending sure. tons of money on the higher end gear. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I personally don't, I, I think a lot of times less is more, 
um, you have some of these some of these new devices. Like I, I use, I have an iPhone 12 Pro Max. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I upgraded to it is because the camera or cameras are so good. It's one of those things that it's a tool to me, not just my cell phone, but it's a tool as a camera because if I'm shooting something and I got to like, my cameras, I'm switching a battery or whatever it may be. And I got to quick pull my phone and, you know, take a quick video. It shoots such good quality content that I can sub that into a video. And you'd never even know it. Right. It's unbelievable. And I think a lot of, a lot of it is, um, you know, people should really take the time. Don't worry so much right out of the gate, unless you want to get into that really high end camera, gear, which would be awesome. Um, don't like wrap your head so much around getting into something bigger and better, but taking what you have and making it work for you. Like these new devices are so capable that once you get them dialed in, the content you can create with them is amazing. Same thing with the GoPro. We use the GoPro as another example because they're so cheap and, you know, cheap in comparison to some of your bigger devices. But, you know, a $300, $350 GoPro Hero 9 is so wildly capable. And you see that with guys like your, we'll use like some of these YouTube guys, like, um, you know, Flair and your John B's and all those guys they're all, a lot of them are shooting with GoPros. Now they have their mirrorless cameras. Some of them have other shooters on the boat with them shooting the big rigs, but a lot of that stuff and even how they got started and how they got their channels to where they are today, it's a $350 GoPro. Like once you start to dig in and and learn the settings in these things, and a lot of them are really autonomous. Like they shoot amazing content right out of the box, you know, just in some of their, their basic stock modes once you really kind of get used to using them and remembering to turn them on, I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, I'll forget. I'll forget to hit the record button. The next thing I know, I look back at it, not blinking red, and I'm going, oh, this, that's great. But learning, you know, the ins and outs of what you have is very important. It's even cell phones. Like I, Scotty Sevens, a lot of times, I think he just takes his a suction cup mount and pops his cell phone right on the boat, right in the center console, and records his Salt Marsh Sunday on it. And it looks great. Because, you know, he's got whatever iPhone he's got. And he's, you know, they have these amazing cameras built right into him out of the box these days. So really just taking the time, unless you want to get into that bigger, bigger and better camera, um, to learn your device and its capabilities. These things, I think, are more than capable to capture moments, you know, in, in a high quality way, just as they are. And you, you talk about like the forgetting the recording. One of the best things that GoPro did was add that voice recording to start, yes. start stop the recording. It's, it's amazing. Yes. It's like, oh crap, I have a fish one. Start recording, GoPro. Start recording, please, God. Start recording. I don't want to miss yeah. this. No. That's like, you know what? It's funny. Like in my police car, we have a you know, dash cam. Yeah. That thing, once, I, once you turn the lights on, that dash cam turns on, but it also prorates 30 seconds before. So it's got 30 seconds before you turned your lights on in it. And I'm like, why can't we get this in a GoPro? Like it's, you know, it kind of backlogs. I hit record. It's got the 30 seconds up until I hit record or I'll settle for 15 seconds. Yeah. I might have to send off an email to GoPro. Or I was going to say, you might be the guy to, 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 to uh, spearhead that one. Mm-hmm. That, might, that, might be, that might be the job for you right there. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. 
With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. That'd be awesome. That would, that would be. That's a killer, that's a killer potential uh, addition to that, to that lineup. Now, yeah. we, you were talking about, you know, how the, the, these, these uh, cell phones and the GoPros are giving you incredible content, which is exactly that. That's the world I'm in. Cause I'm not out there, but I don't know enough to buy the higher end gear, but for those people that are looking to get into all that higher end gear, what mm-hmm. kind of resources would you recommend uh, for getting the best value and getting the best information? So they know what they're buying and, and, and uh, can get better educated to, to take that next step into the better gear. Sure. Well, I think like with most things, YouTube is, you know, is the gold standard. Um, the, a website I use a lot, B&H Photo, uh, where I buy a lot of my equipment from, they're essentially like your tackle director of the camera world. Like they're a bit huge online retailer out of New York City. Um, and not only are they a retailer, but their, their website is a wealth of information when it comes to anything, camera, or, you know, photo, video, computers, all that stuff. Um, I use actually their resource library a lot. I also think that, you know, looking at some of, we'll dial back to like your John B's and guys like that. And they're pretty cool in telling you what they're using, you know, like Lunker's TV. I know, you know, in a lot of the descriptions on his YouTube, he'll say, I'm using this camera, this lens, this microphone. And you're, you're seeing what he's doing with that equipment. So then once you realize what some of these guys are using, you can kind of start to dig into whether you want to go with a mirrorless camera or a DSLR and then learn a little bit about lenses and fall down those rabbit holes on YouTube when you're looking up, say, a Sony A7R three mirrorless camera. And you go on and you find your guys on YouTube like Peter McKinnon, who are giving you an hour-long rundown on this camera, what it's capable of and what you can do with it. And just kind of fall down those rabbit holes and do your research and that way and learn from some of these people who are actually using this equipment and then just kind of go from there to make your decision. Um, I personally, my, my main camera right now is a Sony mirrorless a 6,500. It's a crop sensor. It's not even a full sensor, which means just, it's just a smaller sensor size than your normal full size sensor. Um, and it's been great for me. The camera shoots in full 4k. It's got in-body stabilization and I use a, uh, it's a 18 to 105 millimeter lens. So it's got a pretty good, uh, like, you know, zoom distance on it, but nothing, you know, I'm not going to reach out 50, 75 yards, but if I'm, if I'm filming boat to boat, it's, you know, it, it's perfect for what I use it for. Um, but yeah, like just, it's, that's what I did. You know, I, I saw another guy who I would see at shows here and there. I was using Tackle X camera at first. Um, I, I saw this other guy who I, I would just see him often. He was actually from Tackle Warehouse. And I'm looking at his rig and their whole setup. And I'm like, man, what is this thing? So I end up starting to look it up and talking to a couple buddies who know about cameras. And, and I, I just pulled the trigger, you know, right, actually right before my, my first daughter was born. I went and bought the camera. I said, you know what? I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to spend the money on it. I want to learn it. Not only for what, I'm using it for now, but to capture family moments as well. 
And that's what I did. I jumped online. I got on YouTube. I started watching videos left and right. I'm going on Instagram, looking at people's pages, what they've shot with this thing. And then, like I said, I just bought it. And then the biggest thing was get out and use it. You know, get screw up, like mess up, take some really bad pictures and learn from it. See what did I do here that I should have done? And, you know, gotcha. talk to some other photographers and it ended up working out. But so, so that's how you got into it. So that, that, that I, I just got, basically, you just told us how you sold making that purchase to your wife by doing the, you know, the family yes. shoots. Yeah. Hey, honey, this is going to be great. You know, we'll get great family videos yeah. going forward. Great pictures. <laughs> hey, and I held up that end of the bargain too. I got some fire pictures of my kids and I still like, I'm, I'm sitting on my porch right now. Yeah. I'll play with the kids on the porch every day and they'll be doing something cool. And I'll actually, instead, I'll put myself on that and I grab my camera and like take some cool pictures of them just because, you know, it's just, it's a different uh, look, you know what I mean? It's just, now you, I still, I have held true to that. There you go. You can't beat that. I, I, I know yeah. how that goes. Like, uh, Hey, Hey, we could buy this because it helps us here. And this is, yes. and she's like, my wife's like, no, no, no. I know what you're up to. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's great so so now you backtracking just a touch you had mentioned Mm -hmm. like honing in the settings of the cell phones and the gopros what kind of tips and tricks can you give out there like easy tips and tricks to to kind of you know i I know there's not a catch-all situation like as far as a setting goes like film at night some people fill in low light some people fill in the sun you know Mm -hmm. is there any kind of tips and tricks that you can give to kind of have you know, the average angler be able to, to, to get better quality content out of what they already have. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll touch on both devices. And then one other little thing that I like. Um, so like with the iPhone, for example, um, the photos have two different settings. You have it, what's like an HEIC. It's like their, their version of like a high efficiency compressed photo. So a lot of the newer iPhones will shoot in both that or just your regular raw JPEG. I always go into the settings and I, I'm like paranoid about it. Every once in a while, I'll go in and check and make sure I'm in that raw JPEG because I want the full size. I want the full capability of the camera and the photo. I don't want a compressed, you know, the compressed stuff looks nice, but that raw photo just gives you more to work with in, in your post editing time. Like if you want to change the color, add filters, whatnot, you just have a more high quality product to work with. It may take up more space on your phone, which you kind of have to figure out how you want to mitigate that, uh, whether it be some sort of cloud service or whatever you use. But I, I don't like that high efficiency stuff. I want the full capability. Same thing with the video setting. Like in my phone, I have it set to 4K at 30 frames per second. Is that overkill for a cell phone? Yep, probably. But I know if I make a video with that footage and I stretch it or crop it and then export it at say 1080p for YouTube, it's going to look amazing. There's going to be no lost quality there or distortion. So that's kind of sacrifice I make. Like, you know, it's going to take up more space on my phone, but I want the full capability. So I would always recommend do that. Go into your phone and you, you know, change the settings to get the most out of the device. You paid the thousand dollars or the 1200 bucks for the phone, get every single bit you can out of it. Same thing with the GoPros. Now for a, a while, I was kind of stubborn and I was like, I'm not going to shoot in anything over 1080p because no one's sitting around What you know, nine and a half out of 10 people are watching videos on a cell phone. You're not watching a 4k video on your cell phone. Just the phones aren't capable of it. Well, maybe now we may have a device or two, but 
through the years, I'm like, that's silly to me. Why am I going to suck up all this room, take all this time in editing this video and have it take up so much time exporting only to watch it in 1080p anyway? I've changed my mindset on that. And here's why. So like the GoPro, for example, I always shoot in the highest resolution possible. The GoPro Hero 9 shoots in 5K and I shoot full 5K for two reasons. One, when you crop that, that um, footage later and you have to stretch it or zoom into a certain part of your shot, you don't lose any quality if you, if you do end up exporting, say, to a 1080p for YouTube. Another reason is, and you can do this with your iPhone videos as well, if you take your, your videos and put them in a program like I use Adobe Premiere Pro and you put your video in there, you can extract frames, you know, the individual frames from your videos and use them as photos. The GoPro, for example, in that 5K setting, uh, a frame that you pull out of that video is equates to like 23, a 23 megapixel photo. So it's a huge photo file. And you get a ton of room to work with it. And a lot of, a lot of, I won't say a lot of the images I've posted, but there's images on my Instagram where you would say like, oh, that, you know, he probably shot that with his camera. Now it very well may be a screen grab from a, a GoPro video or even one of the videos I shot with my mirrorless camera. So using those, maximize your settings, get your money's worth out of your devices, and then you know, learn how to work with that 4K footage or pulling those screen grabs out to get those, those um, you know, cooler pictures like water dripping off fish when you're taking it out of the water or those over under shots or casting like cast shots where like there's a, a lure whipping by somebody's head, stuff like that. If you can't get it with a camera, a lot of times if you're shooting in those really high resolutions and frame rates, you're going to be able to snag it out of a video and it's going to look like you took it with a camera. It may be cheating, but I see it as taking advantage of the equipment that you have purchased. So <laughs> do that. The only other thing I would, I would say is I think everybody, um, lighting is, is always, especially when we're, when we're fishing at night, lighting stinks. Um, I actually carry, I my phone's on it right now. It's one of those Joby gorilla pods, a little tripod mm -hmm. with all the little nubby legs that flexes and a panel light it's actually it's about the size of a credit card it's made by a company called loom cube and it's just a little light and i will take that with me everywhere even if i only have my cell phone just so i can be like hey fire on the panel light set it up that way i'm now eliminated the fish is eliminated say use the timer on your phone that way you can get a picture and you don't have to really worry about lighting it's a cheap solution you, can, you don't even have to buy a loom cube light you can get these little panel lights cheap a cheap little tripod and just keep it on you half the time you can get combo deals on them for like 20 bucks, you know, but lighting always have some form of lighting. Even if it's something as simple as your headlamp, you pull your headlamp, turn it on to its highest setting and kind of wedge it down in front of you on a rock or something. Always have something to illuminate yourself because it's going to make getting a, a good or better shot that much easier. Daytime, you know, obviously get the sun behind the camera, you know, get the sun in your face if you can, unless you want to have like a sun flare or something like that. But nighttime, I see, you see it a lot where guys, you can tell they tried to use the flash, which is fine if you have someone to take the photo for you. But like when you're alone, I found timers on cameras and have you a nice cheap little light to take with you. And it's going to make all the difference in capturing a better shot. 
Well, one of the things I, I struggle with mightily, and I, I haven't figured out a solution yet, is when I'm on my kayak by myself and I get a decent fish, like having the right kind of setup to get a, a good photo of that fish. Because I'm not out there, I'm I'm not out there with a GoPro or anything filming my my trips right. or anything. But I have my phone out there, and I'm always like trying to push it as far away from me as I can, yeah. like get it back and put it on a timer. I'm like holding the fish up near my neck and everything. It's you, you get yeah. the you see some of the worst fish photos of some of the nicest fish on kayaks, and I that's something I got to work work better with. My buddy who we had on the the podcast uh, a couple weeks back, uh, Medell from down in uh, Virginia Beach, he's amazing mm -hmm. with it. He he gets great shots on his kayak. I, I got maybe I should reach out to him, but. Do you have any kind of tips for that as well? Like in better, better uh, pictures on the kayak, same, yeah. same idea, like having like a, the lighting, the proper lighting obviously is huge, but. You know, and I'll use a buddy of mine uh, as a perfect example. And he's the one I always see uh, Rob English. Okay. Rob, Rob English. All he does is kayak fish and yeah. he takes now you to remember Rob in his full-time life is also a videographer and photographer I, I believe he works for spirit of halloween he does like some really cool stuff with like special effects and like freaky halloween stuff it's awesome but he he, he knows a lot about this stuff but he uses i mean i guess ram mounts I, I don't kayak fish so pardon me but ram mounts i guess they they make a lot of stuff for the kayaks right and he's got a it's like a boom that sticks off the side and it holds his gopro and in the daytime i think he just puts the gopro on it and then um at night he's got a, a something i guess that attaches to the gopro that has two of those little loom cube like led lights that just light him up and i don't know if he's shooting in you know with like a photo burst mode on the gopro or you know video and he's extracting a, a, a frame from it but he always ends up with really great photos the other nice thing about that too and this could not only apply on the kayak but even um you know, just anywhere, a bank, the boat, whatever. Um, with the GoPros, the nice thing is you can control them with your phone. And the remote app for the GoPro on the, I know, you know, on the iPhone at least, just from my experience, works awesome. You can change every single, you could set that camera up and forget about it and control every single aspect of it with your phone. So I think, you know, in, in the setting of a kayak, like you had mentioned, um, having it out on some kind of boom and then using your cell phone either to time a photo, like, you know, take a photo in five seconds or put it on one of those where it takes 10 photos over 30 seconds and hitting that button on your phone, that way your phone's at your feet, hidden wherever you chuck it in the boat and get your fish to where you want it. One of those 10 photos or whatever you end up doing in the burst mode is probably going to be pretty awesome. And then it also gives you the ability to pick your phone back up and, and uh, you know, review them before, Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. That's, that's, I think that's my, my biggest challenge. I got to find the right mount that makes sense for my, my kayak, but yeah, for sure. The GoPro is just, to me, is one of those things that like, I don't care how, you know, you know, dark fall productions. I'll use them as a, as a example. You guys may have seen some of the videos they've done for tackle direct, like with Dan, they mm -hmm. did the, the pro staff series, you know, they did one with Dan Shaver. They did Alex Davis. These guys are shooting, they shoot commercials for the casinos and like Bobby Flay steaks, big name restaurants. These guys are full pro full blown production artists. You know, they are incredible at what they do, but even these guys at their level, they never leave home without a GoPro. You know, they're shooting these commercials on, on cameras where the body alone is worth almost $40,000. Yeah. 
but this little tiny $350 cube is still always in their bag. I think it's one of those things that it's just such an incredible tool. Like if you can afford it and you want to take your, your image or video game up a level, the GoPro is a, is a home run. You know, it's, there's nothing that can replace it at this point. They've done a really good job of those things. Yeah, I think the the on on demand aspect of the cell phone and the, the GoPro, where you can just grab and go, makes makes those uh, invaluable for sure. For sure. Now, when and you're... even with some of your mirrorless cameras, like sorry, sorry, I, I no, no, you're good, you're good. Stuff on um, like I know my camera, for example, does the same thing, connects to my phone, so I can I can rip off a bunch of photos and dump them onto my phone with a bunch of one button, or control the camera with my phone. If I were to set up my camera on a tripod. I can control the whole thing on my phone. So a lot of your technology is moving that way. It's a little harder of a user interface. You know, I would say the yeah. GoPro is definitely easier in that aspect, but it's definitely, everything seems to be trending in that direction, which is awesome for us. Yeah. So. Being able to use those things cross platforms and stuff like that is huge. To use one to, sure. help, to, to assist the other, it's huge. Now Absolutely. you've obviously helped uh, take a lot of uh, your average anglers and some great anglers content up. You're capturing amazing content. Mm -hmm. um, out there taking it up a notch now what types of services do you offer and how does one go about setting you up to film do you have a, you know do you have a, a a process for something like that if if somebody wants you to come film on their boat and they want to pay for that product do you have do you have a, a process in place for that so right now not really <laughs> oddly enough a lot of stuff just kind of comes to me from word of mouth and knowing guys from over the years through the industry but i have had people reach out to me just uh, a lot of it's just through email, um, floodtidemedia at gmail.com or Instagram. A lot of my connections I make through Instagram, oddly enough. It's, it's just been like the number one platform for me. Um, what was I just going to tell you? Sorry. Uh, anyway. Oh, my website. Jeez. I do have a website. It's floodtidemediaco. So floodtidemediaco.com. Uh, I'm currently, I actually have my laptop in front of me now. It's what I was doing before I came on with you guys working on uh, just getting it all up to date, just, you know, personalizing it the way I want it. And it's essentially going to act as a way to contact me, uh, show off the services I offer, as well as act as like a portfolio with videos and photos, examples of things I've shot before. Um, you know, I obviously have a slew of different cameras in my arsenal. I also have a drone. So I've done some drone stuff for, uh, I've done real estate, actually, oddly enough, drone stuff, some uh, land surveying too which was kind of cool and different, but um, yeah, I've thrown the drone up a few times, you know, grab some photos, uh, Jersey boy chargers, for example, the back of their shirt is a picture of that 34 C lion making a big banking turn. And it's just like an outline on the shirt. And it was actually taken with my drone. We set the drone up about 25 feet in the air and just whipped the boat in front of it. So I have that in my arsenal too, to kind of, you know, use for, for different things, but. I haven't used it for too much fishing, um, you know, less than I would like to, but weather is typically the factor for that. It's not that I don't have the time or can't get it up in the air because it's pretty, you know, it's fairly simple, but just weather normally yeah. plays into it, but it is, it's in the arsenal too. So, yeah, we, we had uh, Charles Breon, who I'm sure you're passing mm -hmm. across multiple times yeah. on, yep. uh, a few weeks ago. And he's like the, the king of the drone uh, footage yes. fishing. So yeah, very the, good job. The the drone footage just I I sit there and I'm enamored by it. I just I could sit there and watch that kind of stuff all day long, especially yeah. when you see like 
like a, like a school of bull reds on, on bunker uh-huh. or something like that from above. I like, it's just, there's something about that that just does yes. it for me. So yeah. Especially like in your fly fishing, like watching it, you know I mean? It's the same thing, like a big school and that fly is just whipping over them from directly above. It's just so cool. Yeah, I've I've always wanted a drone, but me being a dad, a fan, like I'm always like the I'm always like making the sensible choice. I'm like I yes. know at some point I'm gonna end up crashing that thing into something. Uh-huh. I'm gonna cry when it happens. So. Yeah, yeah, oh, I oh, get yeah. it. I'm nervous every time I put it in the air. I'm like <laughs> clung to the little you know controller. I don't let it out of my sight. I'm yeah, just, and, yeah. and Qual Qual over here will will attest to this. I'm terrible at judging the conditions the wind and everything else so <laughs> i would be that guy i would be that guy it's crashing a drone into a bridge or something that's following me along and it's oh locked on me that's, that's my world right there so yeah fair enough <laughs> now your, your enough. career obviously takes you all over the place to film uh we talked mm-hmm. about the thousand islands trips and you've seen yep. i'm sure you've seen some pretty incredible things give us a, a rundown of some of the more wild uh places it's taken to you taking you to and some of those trips that 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 are more are memorable outside of the ones we've already discussed yeah so uh geez let's start small i guess um this winter i went up to oswego new york uh my buddy reese hudson he's a he fished a lot of bassmaster opens he's part of the jersey boy crew um went up with him just to fish salmon and i've never done it in my life i really had i don't want to say i didn't have a desire to do it but he drug me up there one weekend and it was nuts it was absolutely nuts like for an entire half a day, we were pulling in, you know, all different kind of trout and salmon, steelhead, and all these fish I had never seen before. That was pretty awesome. Um, I've been to the Bassmaster Classic a few times, to, which to me is, is pretty cool. One of those times I was actually on a chase boat where we followed Adrian Avina around the entire Bassmaster Classic, and I shot him boat to boat, which was awesome. Um, I've been to – oh. I'm trying to think of which one I want to go with next or which one I like more. All right. We'll, we'll say Venice, Louisiana. Uh, we went to Venice, Louisiana in 2018 or no, 2019 with Shimano and Tackle Direct. And we went to a place called Journey South Outfitters uh, down in Venice. And it's a, it's a couple that runs it. It's um, Mo and Eric Newman and their husband wife team. They fish a God, 39 CV with quad 400s on it. And they have another smaller C- CV and, you know, the first day we went out and uh, fished the oil rigs out in the Gulf of Mexico. Never in a million years would I have thought I'm fishing the oil rigs. But it was the coolest thing because you we were just dropping jigs and you never knew what was coming up. I think that day we caught 23 different species of fish. It was absurd. And the following day, we stayed inshore on the smaller boats and we targeted redfish. Again, I've seen a small redfish in the back bay once, I think behind Margate. Um, but never had I seen big bull reds just schooling like that and you just whip a shrimp until it was almost surefire every time you know that that fishing experience coupled with the experience of the lodge itself if you go back at the end of the day the eric you know the one owner he's he used to be a chef and the, and they can cook like crazy and you'd go back and there'd be smoked wahoo dip as an appetizer and then here comes your swordfish steak or your venison tacos and it's just this whole like they bring the whole culinary thing into it and you know you get to eat your catch and they prepare it for you in a way where it's like is this a five-star restaurant or a fishing lodge with no cell service a bottle of jack daniels in the middle of marsh the marsh in louisiana like where am i 
and it was just one of the coolest experiences. And rumor has it we're going back either this fall or spring of 22, and I am pumped about it. But, um, you know, other than that, it, this one is probably – I tell a lot of people about this, and some of them don't believe me, but um, I believe it was the classic. In, yeah, it was a classic 2019. We got to talking to Boyd Duckett from Duckett Fishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, Tackle Direct was, you know, starting to bring in Duckett's products, you know, just, you know, we were going to start selling them. And he wanted us to leave the classic and come right to his house in La- at Lake Gunnersville, Alabama. And um, he was having a bunch of anglers down there, Jacob Wheeler, a bunch of these guys, all, all the Duckett Pro Stock guys. And he's like, come down, leave right from the classic, come, you guys stay at my house. He's got all these guest rooms and we'll shoot some content right now. And we couldn't make it happen. I couldn't get off work, you know, whatever. So we rescheduled. Well, fast forward, uh, I guess it was like three months later. I think it was July by that, by that point, the classic was in March, July. Lloyd Duckett sends his private jet to the Atlantic city airport to pick up me and three other guys from tackle direct to go down to his house on Lake Honorsville, Alabama to shoot, Ducket content and I'm like no way dude like you know we go to the airport and there's there's the jet this tiny little jet and we just walk into this place and there's this guy Bob and Bob was the pilot and Bob's like hey y'all are here for Boyd and we're like yes sir he's like all right come with me and we walk out on the tarmac he just tosses our bags in this jet and goes uh the mini bar is right there make yourself comfortable if you need me I'll be in the front of the plane and off we took in this little <laughs> private jet and landed in this tiny municipal airport on Lake Gunnersville. I'm looking at this thing from the plane going, there's no way we're landing on that. I, just, I don't get it. And Bob puts us right down. Boyd picks us up in the car. And we went and stayed at his house and fished Lake Gunnersville for a few days until Bob took us back to ACY in his little private jet. And I tell people this, and they're like, no, some guy didn't send a private jet to pick you up to go take photos of his fishing rods. I'm like, he did, though. And here's the photos and the videos. <laughs> and it was just we we just get into some things that it's it's kind of unbelievable but they've definitely created for some really memorable times that hopefully i get that get to relive again i would love to get back down there but those are a few that kind of stick out in my mind right off you know right off the top of my head right now yeah that that sounds like the life man like <laughs> you are living the life my friend at, at some point you're gonna probably hang hang the, the gun holster up and just do this forever right Right. Yeah. I mean, hey, if it pays the same, I'm in. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, the chief of police isn't listening to this one, right? I'll tell you what, the chief of police, I got to give him a shout out. Chief Jay Prettyman, the Ocean City Police Department, has been great to me. He's a big flood type media fan. There you go. He, he loves it. He, he's, <laughs> he's friends with the owner of Tackle Direct. He's, he just the other day, I was in on an overtime detail and he stopped. He goes, hey, man, flood type media thing is doing pretty good, huh? I said, yes, sir, it is. He goes, nice. See you later. You just kind of walk off. But it was cool. It's it's awesome to have that kind of support. It does it that way, that way. There's no like uh, animosity going back and forth. Yeah. He probably gives you like if you have a something a special project coming up, I'd imagine he probably helps you out there if he can, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I got the whole week off next week just for White Martin Life. So and he knew I, I put the days in, and they were like, uh, "Yeah, we know what he's doing." Yeah. Can't beat that. Now, do you have any uh, upcoming uh, filming trips planned? Anything, anything interesting outside of the the Marlin Open, of course? No, that that's probably the big one. Uh, that's at least where all my thought process and energy is focused right now. Um, 
you know, we have a bunch of things that are in the works that we're trying to set up just with it being post ICAST. Um, yeah. But a lot of the problems with that is just getting the product, you know, we want to get out. We want to shoot a bunch of the new Shimano stuff. I want to get up with Chris Gatley from pure and shoot a bunch of the new, the new slammer and new spin fisher, all that stuff. Um, if we can, we're just kind of waiting on when gear is going to get here, but a lot of the stuff says that September, October range. Right. So once we start to get some of that stuff in and we can set up some at that time, you know, maybe tog trips or get out striper fishing or whatever we can do. Sword fishing will go all the way till Christmas. So, I mean, if we can do that again, but yeah, just kind of in limbo with a few things, just waiting on some gear. But right now, White Marlin Open is, is where my focus is. Gotcha. Now, now we, we talked about how you're filming all these other anglers. Do you have, how often are you able to, to pick up your, your gear and get out there and fish for yourself? Uh, often enough, often enough to feed my, uh, to feed my, you know, need for it. I I've gone as far as I actually wear a harness. It's called a cotton carrier and it clips my camera right to my chest. It's like a quick release. So a lot of times, especially fishing slow, you know, more lines in the water is better. Right. So I'll, I'll throw the camera on my chest, pick up a rod and just start fishing. But, you know, just the other day in thousand islands, I got to the boat ramp. I, I got up there about seven o'clock at night and they were just coming off the water. And Reese says to me, he's like, yo, we got about 45 minutes uh, sunlight. Grab your camera. Let's run out real quick. And we ran out, caught two five pounders within the first five minutes of being at the first spot, two five pound smallmouth. Nice. And it was awesome because I'm like rattling off photos left and right. I'm like, this is great. And, but at the same time, I'm catching some fish I'd never caught before. So it, it, there's a, there's a balance. Yeah, I find the time to make sure, especially in those instances where we're shooting something I may not have done before. I make the time, but I don't make too much time where I don't miss getting the content that I right. want to get and that we need to get. So. And, and speaking of that, so how often are you fishing and you wish you were in the perspective of you filming yourself? Like how often do you like you're into a great bite and you're like, man, I wish I was getting this from an angle from a different part of the boat or wherever it may be of yourself. There's, there's definitely been some times. Um, and I think that's the reason I own like 92 GoPros at this point. Um, I'll put them at, no, not that many, but I, I have three or four, three, and I'll put them everywhere. I yeah. always, I always clip onto the bill of my hat because I'm always wearing a ball cap. I always like to have one hard mounted. And then I also have one that's on like a floating pole that I'll chuck in a rod holder and just, it's there. And they're all set up on quick capture, so I can grab one or hit this one or turn this one on. And that's, you know, when I throw my big camera down and I start fishing. I, and I've learned to do that over the years and remember to try and, you know, have those cameras where they need to be and on when they need to be on. That way I don't miss anything. Because there was definitely instances where I'd be like, oh, man, like, okay, this is awesome. I just caught, like, my biggest whatever. Yeah. But I missed it. You know, right. I have the, yeah, I have the after picture holding the fish, which is always cool, but. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline you'd like to have that catch cast a oh, cash sure. if you can for sure so. yeah i mean it's it's one of those things like i always think about like 
man, if I had been at a different angle, I could have gotten a so much better shot of this or whatever it may be. So I, I, yeah. I someone like you, where that, that's what you do, I, I'd imagine right. you probably feel the the FOMO of missing shots of yourself more often than, than the rest of us do. Yeah, there's times, but it's all good. You know, like I said, I, I like my main focus is making sure, you know, the person I'm shooting gets what they need. And I, I like seeing that excitement, you know, and trying to capture that for them to relive at a later point in time. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it, those, and those memories will last a lifetime. So for sure. Well, it, it's been a pleasure. Quad, do you have, do you have anything you want to add? Honestly, I had a whole mess of stuff, but you know what, <laughs> as we went through, um, Brandon Leary did a fantastic job and just pretty yeah, much man. covered all most of the questions I already had written down that I was going to practically ask him. Um, cool. I, honestly, no, no, he covered a good amount of questions I thought of because I mean, figuring this season since I don't fish much in the morning, I'm more of the the boat guy driving people mm-hmm. around, putting people on fish. You know, I just mm-hmm. wanted to get a little bit more into capturing better photos for my guys that are on the boat, you know, maybe some like decent footage video footage and editing just so they have like, like little highlight reels of themselves you know as they're on the trips and stuff like that you know something For i sure. wanted to get into and i mean pretty much brandon asked you know answered most of my questions like i did want to get into like maybe a smaller not a full out blown out dslr but like a, like a mirrorless mm-hmm. camera and pretty much what what brandon uses is pretty much what i'm aiming at you know the, the sony a6500 or even the a7 um yeah i mean they're a little bit higher in the, the upper column for budget-wise, but you know what? They're really right. good cameras. Um, but besides that, um, GoPros, yeah, I'm loaded down with GoPros. That's, that's Yeah. And I mean, just to touch on that, I can't say enough good things about that camera. And I, w- I wouldn't even go, you know, if if you don't need to, as high as, I mean, you got everywhere from an A6000 to an A, I think 67 or 6800 as high as it goes. And some of those are like newer models, but like a 6400, which technically is, I guess, below my camera. I think has some features that are better than some of the stuff my camera does. And it's at a much cheaper price point. So even like the A7C, which is my camera, but a full frame version, they packed a full frame sensor into that tiny same little body, just amazing cameras. So anywhere from even the A6000, I mean, you go on YouTube and watch videos of guys who praise this thing and it's an $800 camera with a kit lens. So, you know, anywhere you go in that range, you're in the right place you know I, sometimes you know a lot of times higher or you know more expensive is better but i think in that range no matter where you go you're you're in the right place and you're going to have something that's going to be able to take you to that next level sounds good yeah and you know with the drone thing i'm i'm at, I'm at a pace like i'm just going to grab one um i'm getting to do the the, uh, the new mavic mini too that's what i do i have one and it's sick goodbye i'm telling you buy it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get it's one so much fun because first off it's, it's only 20, 249 grams so i don't have to go get all the crazy licenses and stuff yep it flies just as nice as the the bigger ones and sure um, does i'm definitely picking one of those up just for just for just for the fun factor pretty much it's tiny it comes in a tiny little case there's yep. nothing to it you toss it in a backpack you toss it in the boat, back there whatever they are awesome they're absolutely awesome Yep, and the the only other last catch was um that that uh, frame capture you're talking about with the GoPros. I use mm-hmm. it all the time on my uh, yes. my, my underwater um, dome photos for for yeah. fish releases. Perfect, that, yep. dude. That that's the most incredible thing. That, like I've got introduced to in the past year or two. Literally, you throw the mm-hmm. GoPro on, put it on video mode, and just record the whole process of the whole yep. release, and then just later go through the editing and just look, and you'll you'll finally cap get get that perfect half in the water half out the water release 
exactly and the way i mean the way like sd cards are these days they're not they cost nothing anymore you know mm-hmm. remember years ago when they came out for an eight gig card it was like 40 bucks it's like, yeah now for ten dollars i get a 256 gig card and that's why i don't mind shooting in such high resolutions to do exactly that and grab those frames because you're not going to fill those cards up and it ends up you know you end up winning out overall and getting the better image so and also my one last thing was um since this day and age with with technology and everything our world runs in, in 2021 is all about video content every little thing no matter what it is food entertainment you know artists yeah. i mean do you feel that you literally converted over to this this kind of like um hobby career psychic you know it's do you feel that this if you felt you went into this at the very perfect time and then that's yeah. why oh, that's yeah. why the that's why the whole snowball effect happened because you yes. I, I mean it, it you didn't pick it but it kind of just fell in your lap and you rolled with it and now yeah. it's like hey 2021 everything you could sell or you sell yourself on instagram you have great fantastic content great photos great video guess what that's going to sell better than the bigger companies out there you know, just pretty much just promoting it on little ads. You you have a right. super cooler video. Guess what? You're going to catch more attention than anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, everything. It, it's all people do. Nobody's reading any, uh, you know, people read articles. I'm, I'm sure I don't, uh, you know. But yeah, people want to scroll Instagram. They want to go on TikTok and see, mm-hmm. wait, which leads me in one other little thing that I, I kind of forgot about earlier. Just uh, we'll go back to like the tips real quick. Sure. And it's planning how you're going to shoot your content. And we'll use a cell phone as an example. You know, a lot of stuff like your Instagram or TikTok, say an Instagram story or even a post, you're shooting in that portrait mode, right? That up and down photo. Anyone, and this is just my opinion, if you, and this, I'm also not, I'm kind of stating the obvious, I think, but I just want to reiterate, if you're shooting and you want to make a video, say for YouTube or something longer that you want to actually make, you know, document like an experience or a trip, turn your phone sideways and film it in landscape mode. Now, the nice thing about landscape mode, it captures a much broader, obviously a broader picture, and it can be cropped into portrait mode better than portrait can be converted to landscape, if that makes sense. It does. So turn the phone sideways. Like how many times do you see like a fight video on Facebook and everybody's like, oh, check this out. And it's somebody holding it upside Vertical. down. They miss half of what's there or whatever it is. Not even a fight. I don't even know why that came to my head. But, you know, because you're a cop. That, that, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> that landscape mode just helps you capture everything better. But it's also situational. Like I said, if, you, if you're going to make a TikTok out of something or you're going to, you know, you want something for an Instagram story to post. Yeah, you know, maybe keep it up and down. But remember to turn your, your phone sideways if you're looking to make or get, you know, a better final product to work with if you're editing together a video. And that's just that's a mistake I've made over the years that I've learned to, I've kind of beat it into myself to constantly remember to do because it just helps me, so. Oh, very nice, man. Hey, listen, Brian, you've been great. Uh, this this is, this has exceeded my expectations and I thought it was going to be great in the first place. So I learned a handful of things here and I'm going to start using some of these things you've taught us already. And not to mention, 
we want to bring on the video aspect of this whole podcast thing. So at, at some point, we're probably going to be reaching out to you for some pointers of what kind of gear we should be uh, getting. So Absolutely. You'll be, our, sure. you'll be our guy. Awesome. Yeah, dude, whatever you guys need, man. I appreciate you guys having me. This is a blast. I love getting together, you know, and things like this, whether it be live or just recording a video and just talking, you know, yeah. we're talking about something we love. So it, it's fun. It's just, it's just an absolute blast. I had a good time with you guys. You too, man. It's been a pleasure. We, we're, we're so thrilled that you're on, on board with us. And I, I'm sure there'll be a time where we'll, we'll get back together at some point or maybe you could film with us and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely. This, end of, this, this will not be the end of our journey together, I'm sure. Good, good, good. I like that. Well, Brandon, uh, real quick, we, we mentioned some things earlier. Once again, how people can get in touch with you on social media, uh, your, your pl plug your uh, pages and such for us one more time, please. Yeah, so I got a Umber on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash floodtide media. Instagram is where I'm probably most active and responsive. That's at floodtide media. And then uh, in the coming weeks, keep an eye out on the website. I'll blast that out over the social media uh, outlets once it's complete, but that's floodtidemediaco.com. And that'll be like a, a full size portfolio. Very nice, man. Hey, we appreciate you coming on with us. It's been great. And uh, we're going to stay on for a moment, but it's been a pleasure, man. We'll be, we'll be in touch. Awesome, boys. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great night. Yeah, Thanks, man. Keep man. doing Thanks, what Brandon. you're doing. Stay safe out there, brother. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. Thank you, man. Right. Have a good night, man. You too. See ya. Man, oh man. Good stuff. I I, I learned so much there. I, I I'm gonna have to go back and listen to get some of those pointers and uh write it down. Yeah, definitely, man. Brandon literally blew my mind. I mean, I'm 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 not a guru on photo and video, but like I touch bases with it and I love I love it. It's it's yeah. kind of something I like playing with. And um, yeah, a lot of the stuff he pretty much talked about was like it blew my mind and, and I, I would never think of it as a regular, you know, just everyday thing, like little tips and tricks, you know, that's the difference between, you know, a pro and like, you know, an amateur like me, try, you trying to set up a selfie photo with a fish, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I'm like, like, <laughs> like I could, I, I, I imagined that day I was like trying to get a selfie of my bonefish and my tarp. And I was just like, I was, it, it was just mayhem. I was like, this sucks. I was like, now, I was like, now I know what Dan feels like when he's fishing by himself and he's trying to freaking take a, uh, a selfie of a fish, you know, yeah. I was like, this oh. blows. And the fact that I like, I, like, I, I'm trying to put like, you know, make sure this fish gets safety release. So I'm just like, okay, I got 45 seconds. I, yeah. This, this is going to be the crappiest photo I've ever taken at all. Your photos but, were fine though. They, they turned out great. So, I mean, for what you did down there on your own with, with those fish that you're trying to get back quickly, you, you did great. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it, but I, I wish I wish I would have had a more fantastic photos, man. I want the whole water dripping off the, the oh, fish yeah. look, and like, dude, I want I want cool photos, man. The bonefish. But, you gotta have Brandon following you around, man. Man, I can't afford Brandon following me around. <laughs> the the thing I was most impressed about is like, this was an opportunity, like you said, it just fell in his lap. It's mm -hmm. not like he's a he he didn't go to school. And no. He's not like this professional filmographer but he is like incredible man like the the content that i've seen from him awesome and i'd imagine it's going to continue to get better as he does it more and more and more so yeah he's 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 going to be one he's one of our guys man going forward and, and that's that's what we're trying to do here you know we're trying to we're trying to bring on all different kinds of content it's not just about fishing it's about all different aspects of the fishing world you know there's so many different pieces and puzzles i mean we may have somebody that's a you know, we may talk to somebody that has a, a seafood, uh, a seafood restaurant or something like that yeah. down the road. We, it, there, there's a lot of different aspects to this and we just want to keep the content fresh and, and enjoyable and interesting. 
and Brandon, Brandon brought his A game. He was great. You know, I, I, I said he exceed, exceeded expectations, but my expectations were already high because I've, I've, I've known him for over a year now. We've, we've talked back and forth and I've seen his content, but man, the amount of knowledge in his head regarding this, this thing that just like, like, like we've said, just fell in his lap. It's, it's incredible. And I can't, I can't wait to see what he does with it as he does it more, more and more and more. And maybe, maybe he's not, a, maybe he does it full time. And then we get to really see him open it up. And that, that, that's going to be kind of exciting to watch that, that trend, that, that, that progression to there. So, well, once again, another killer episode, Tide Chasers podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook at Tide Chasers Podcast. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Tide underscore Chasers. You can find us on all the popular podcast uh, platforms, Pandora, iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, of course, and, and a, a bevy of others. We're also on Waypoint TV. That's the big one that's, that's come on board for us lately. Tune in there. You can, you can listen to us on your smart TV. Um, I know my TV's upstairs. I have two, uh, I have two, uh, Samsung's. They're both preloaded with the waypoint TV app. Not hard to get it on there. It's, it's just, it's a great thing. I mean, you can find us all over the place and we hope that you do, but in the meantime, if you could help us get the word out and share our content and, you know, tell your friends and, you know, like subscribe that that's, that's how we can keep doing this. Uh, you know, we, we, we have people now reaching out to us to come on board and that, that was Brandon, Brandon and I talked and he's like, man, I'd love to do the podcast with you. I'm like, man, that's great. Cause you're, you're the kind of person we'd love to talk to. So that's just how this rolls. You know, we're all, we're all fishermen, but we all have different part, different roles in the fishing world. So can't beat it, man. I love it. No, nope, definitely can't. Once again, Dan, you did a fantastic job on the intros and the outros, man. You, you're getting it every you, Right on time now. There's, there's, there's not. No, what it take me? What it take me? Uh, four or five episodes to knock that out. Yeah, you know what? I was just like, I was like, you know what? He's got, it. he's got it nailed down now. Like I'm happy. I'm like, yes. But uh, yeah, like you guys, like Dan said, you guys, you covered every, all the bases. Everything was perfect. Um, once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us. Um, once again, if, you, if you're an interesting person and you're part of the industry, reach out to us. You know what I mean? Brandon reached out to us. We got him on. He's on the video or the photo side of everything. Um, Dan was just talking about restaurants and food. Hey, if you're a fisherman and a chef, reach out to us. We're always looking for someone different. You know what I mean? Every aspect market. of every aspect of this fishery, we want to get involved with you. Just reach out to us. Um, we just want to pretty much promote the industry and just help people, you know, help people get your word out, get who you are. And, and at the end of the day, guess what? We're entertainment guys. You know, we're your hour. We get to join you for your hour ride to work every morning or your, or your, what was it? Six, 10 hour trip down to Florida or something like, Hey, guess what? We're your best friends. We're going to ride along with you all the way down there. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me like, man, you just saved my butt on this road trip. I had the six hour road trip and we just binged you the whole way. And it's like, the, the feeling you get like when when you have your listeners some of them like you've never met and people people from all walks of life like women men kids older folks like we have people reaching out to us every day and it it really validates what we're doing it really makes us feel like we're doing right by the majority of the people that are listening obviously there's going to be people that are going to disagree with some of the stuff we're saying they're going to disagree with how we go about our way but guess what this is who we are you know, we, we, we are, we are what we are and we're not changing for anyone. And, you know, there's a lot more people like us out there than you think. So 
that's the goal. We just want to talk to as many people as possible. And, and there will be times when we have people on this podcast that will go against our views. And that, that you know, that we, we want to give them a voice as well. You know, we're not always going to agree with the people that we have on here. That's, that's going to be, that's going to be something that we, we want to challenge ourselves to open our minds as well. So, you know, that's part of this, this process. We don't want to just be so closed-minded that we think our way is the only way. That's, that's not who we are. We're always trying to learn. And like Brandon's a perfect example. I, I probably learned more from his episode than I have in, you know, the last three or four, like little details that I would have never even thought of had he not mentioned it. So that's what it's all about. You know, that's what we're trying to bring to everybody out there. We're just trying to give you content that makes sense, content that helps you learn how to become a better angler in all walks of life when it comes to the fishing world, whether it be filming your, your catches, whether it be, you know, uh, upping your game to add a new species, whether it be this or that, you know, that's, that's what we're doing. That, that's the goal. So. Yep. The, uh, the end game of all this, honestly, reality, and it's just settled in on me in the past few episodes is that um, I'm loving the networking, man. Like we're me and you, you know, we're meeting such awesome people in this industry. You know what I mean? Just, just from this, just to talk down and sit and talk to people, you know, we, we realize that there are a lot more people like us out here in the world, friendly, nice, very, you know, like very down to earth guys, you know, like, you know, we, we've done a couple of interviews, you know, we've already done it. We just haven't released them yet, but a couple of really cool guys, you know, down South and stuff like that. And, you know what I mean? I love it. Like, I love the hospitality. They're just like friendly, you know what I mean? Like that warm feeling like, hey, you want to come over to my house on the Sunday and just have a few beers, fire the girl up, that kind of thing. You know, that's, yeah. I love that. You know, you got to realize that I I am from Florida, but I also lived in like North Carolina for quite a few years. And I do miss like the hospitality of that area. You know what I mean? And like, you know, Medell came on, love him to death, dude. He's like super friendly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and the, the group of guys that he associates with you know i i'm i'm very excited to meet that group you know yeah. what i mean it's just i'm always excited to meet new people that have the same like i would say personality characteristics like us you know just friendly talkative down to earth just we just love to talk pretty much that's it absolutely and and not not to mention like hey listen we're learning on the fly here too like all these guys that we're all these guys and ladies that we're putting on the on the on the, the podcast here we're learning something from every single one of them. So it's just going to make us better anglers in turn as well. You know, we, we don't know it all and we never will, but we're learning so much new stuff that I just, I, I'm, I'm excited to just put, put into play and, and, and try out there and, and see how it works for me. You know, I've, I've taken techniques that I've learned from down South and it's made me a better fisherman up here. You know, it's just, it's those things. Like if you don't see it every day and you don't hear about it every day, you're not putting it into practice. And, and once you get to, to putting some of these different things into practice, it really opens your mind. Like, Hey, maybe there's other ways that I could be doing this. That might not be the right way. Like, like for example, the, you know, the single, the single jig fluke fishing, like something like that. Like, unless you know, you're, you're sitting there dragging heavy bucktails and heavy jigs across the bottom, you're chicken rigging, you're doing this, but there might be a better way that does it. It's going to put more fish on the beach or the boat or whatever it may be. And, it's always about keeping your mind open to other ways of doing things that might be better than what you're doing. So yep. that's what we're trying to do. Put some, put, put a lot of information in front of you and let you decide what makes sense for you. Exactly. Well, 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Tide Chasers Podcast. We love it, guys. We love that you guys are reaching out to us every day. We love we love to be able to bring this content to you. And we're not going to stop. We're going to keep going. There's not going to be a season one, season two type thing. We're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep recording, 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 and giving you content. And we hope that uh, we hope that you continue to enjoy it. Yep, exactly. Uh, once again, thank you, Dan, for wrapping it up. Fantastic job. And um, I'll catch you on the next episode. Yeah, man. Tight lines, brother. Tight, tight lines, lines, everybody. Tight lines, everyone. We'll see you guys out there on the water.